when the dream to get to the podium is in such close reach, what steps do you take to get there? What sacrifices do you make? What's the impact and influence that your mentors, your parents, the greatest coaches in your life can have on your ability to get to that childhood dream? Our conversation today is all about closing out the final chapter in his collegiate career at Michigan State University and opening up the next chapter and fulfilling his dream of playing at that next level. Welcome to At The Podium. Hello again, and welcome to At The Podium with Manuel Mesqua. I'm a financial advocate, a CEO, a father, a husband, and as all of you know, one of the most massive sports fans, especially in the great state of Michigan. I'm obsessed with encouraging people to dream and attack their unique vision for their life, to make the sacrifices that are required and maintain the discipline it takes. I built this podcast to share the stories of some of the highest performers in college, pros, or the business world. And we take those bite-sized lessons and share those with you to help you get closer to your hopes and dreams. Folks, today my guest is J.D. Duplain, native of Strongsville, Ohio. That's right, it's that state that I keep saying should be shaped like a football. He was ranked as one of the top offensive guards in the entire country coming out of high school and as a four-year letter winner here at Michigan State. He's been two-time All-Big Ten selection. J.D. has become an absolute force under Coach Mel Tucker, being recruited by the living legend, Coach D'Antonio. With dreams of pursuing a career in the NFL, J.D. is preparing to dominate his final season in East Lansing, Michigan. Today, we're going to talk about everything from his childhood to what it takes to get to college, play D1 ball, and what he's doing now to prepare for that next level up and close out an incredible, incredible career in East Lansing. I know you're going to find value in today's conversation. Enjoy it. And here's J.D. Duplain. J.D., welcome again to the show. It's so good to have you on At The Podium Podcast. Great to be here. I'm a big, big fan and advocate about Michigan State football. And so today we're on campus. We're having three incredible conversations and we're kicking it off with J.D. J.D., as you know, I want to really dig into your childhood. I want to dig into what got you here to Michigan State and to become a Spartan. And I want to talk about some of the dreams and visions you've had for life after college football. So let's just kick it right off into your childhood. Tell our listeners a little bit about where you grew up the people who had the biggest impact on your life and maybe one of your fondest childhood memories. So I'm from Strongsville, Ohio, moved around a couple of times, set up shopping Strongsville for majority of my childhood. I live with my dad, my dad, that's my hero. That's my rock right there. That's who I look up to and just strive to impress with everything I do. And my mom, she's had a really big impact in my life too. So those two right there, those are my people. They got me here. And so Everything I do, everything you see on TV, it's really for them. I love that, man. I love that message. Share with our listeners one or two of your favorite childhood memories. Skip the hula hoop winning contest. (laughs) But what's another childhood memory that really stands out and comes and is like top of mind when you think about your folks and you think about Strongsville, Ohio? Okay. So I was big into baseball. Baseball was kind of my thing. And so it was our first travel tournament. So I just made the team. We started late because my dad had no clue how tryouts work. So I got into this team late 
I was thankful that they even accepted me. So it was 12U, and our first tournament, I'm trying to impress everyone. So my first at bat, I hit a home run, and everyone's like, okay, okay, who's this kid? Who's this kid? <laughs> Thankfully, we got him on the team. Second at bat, home run. That's kind of where it went. I was a big <laughs> baseball player growing up, so like I, I knew I could do that, but I was kind of new to the city, new to the team, and no one knew what I was capable of, so I had to go prove myself. And I remember that. That was awesome. So when you look back on your childhood and you're able to compare it to maybe some of your teammates today in college who have a few siblings, are there things that you would say you missed because of not having another brother or sister in the house that you think about? I can see maybe like a little bit of the outgoingness, you know, having someone always there with you because it's lonely. You know, my parents, they both worked. I live with my dad. So, I mean, I spent a lot of time alone. So, you know, that outgoingness. I see it with my friends a couple of times where I'm kind of like to myself a little bit and they're all going, they're all, they're doing all this, but it definitely has its pros and cons. A pro, I had to mature early, you know, I had to grow up fast. And, you know, I think that really helped me get here, just being mature in that sense. I like what you said there, that solitude and that sort of independence mm-hmm. that you had of, by being alone helped to develop and probably accelerate your maturing process as a young man. Can you think back to an example where that really comes to life, maybe as you headed into high school? I think in elementary school, you know, I I lived super close to the school. I'd walk home every day and there would be no one home. So, you know, my dream was always football. So instead of having something to do, I'd use that time and I would just do push-ups, sit-ups, and I'd just run every day. And that was kind of my childhood. I would say that like work ethic really got me here, really helped me build just an athlete as a football player. Why does that story you just shared like remind me of one of the many Rocky movies? You're <laughs> like, I just did push-ups, sit-ups, and I ran. I'll actually shout out the uh, Herschel Walker 30 for 30. I watched that as a kid. My dad showed me that one. That really boosted that because that dude was doing 3,000 push-ups, 3,000 sit-ups. <laughs> I wasn't bumping out those numbers, but I was working. So after seeing that, I kind of shaped my upbringing towards him because I mean, hey, worked for him. Yes. I love that. So you're heading into high school. Can you think back to that season in your life? Were there one or two teammates that really stand out and play characters in the movie of your life that have had a big impact on you? Oh, for sure. My boy, Joe Gillette. That's my guy right there. He's the best athlete that I've seen in person. I mean, this dude, fastest. He he was our team. I play offensive line, so my my impact, you know, towards you know the scoring and all that. It's it's not always there. I was doing my thing, but you ask anyone in Strongsville, that's a Strongsville legend right there, Joe jo- Gillette. Joe Gillette. Yeah. And what's Joe Gillette doing these days? Do you know? He played at Lafayette in uh, Pennsylvania. He's currently in the portal. So any coaches, really we'll toss, we'll toss on his film, man. Give my give my guy a shot. Are there other teammates that really stood out to you from your high school career that you'd say, you played for a great program, good coach, Ohio is football. Was there another teammate or two that really stood out to you that you would say, man, this was my guy and he had a big impact on how I played the game and the way I show up as a teammate? I'll shout out my guy, Blake Miller. He's a freshman at Clemson right now, started every game this past season, freshman All-American. And that's my guy. He was a freshman when I was a senior. So I kind of took him under my wing, kind of taught him everything I know. And seeing him this past season on Saturdays, starting as a freshman, that was awesome. It's like 
It's like a proud dad moment right there. I love it, folks. You heard it. Blake Miller, look for him on Clemson's roster this season. Tell me what impact the coaches and the teachers at Strongsville High had on you. I know you're really proud for having gone to school there and you're proud of your time there. Are there one or two teachers, coaches that really stood out and share a little bit about the impact that they had on you? Yeah, I'll go with our head coach, Coach Serino. He got there my junior year. So we had a different coach my sophomore year. He was a good guy, but Coach Serino, man, when he came in, everything changed. Our culture changed. Our play changed. Like, us as people changed. He changed, like, characters at the school. He had us mature. You know, he had us right. Like, he had probably one of the biggest impacts on my life outside of my parents. He's the most phenomenal person you ever meet. When I go home, that's who I hang out with. I go to the Strongsville High School, I go to the gym, and I hang out with Coach Serena. That's my guy. What's one of the specific things that you can think back to when Coach Serena first arrived at school? What's one of the first things he did or said that you would say really had an impact and a lasting impression on you and your other teammates? He implemented character classes. He was a GA at Ohio State. I mean, he's been around. He's been a head coach for a couple years at other places. And he did an excellent job just teaching us, like, how to control our situations we're in, how to just do the right things, have the right mindset, attack everything, you know, just the way it needs to be. Like, he coached our mindset in the game of football, outside of football and all that. I've noticed one of the common themes that I see in some of the greatest coaches is that they believe in the idea that the war is won in the mind first. You have to win that mental warfare with yourself, right? To do the tough things that most people won't do to be successful. What's something specific that you changed about who you are as a young man and as a teammate because of Coach Serino's influence? So one thing that he taught me that I'll never forget is E plus R equals O. So event plus your response equals the outcome. You can't control the event. What you can control is your response, though. That's what gets you to the outcome that you deserve based on how you control the event you're in and the response you have to it. So that's something I'll never forget. I love that. I'm a huge fan of our friends at Sport of Kings out in L.A., and as a listener of this show, you've got to check them out. Sport of Kings is an L.A.-based clothing brand that was started by two surfers and longtime friends. The story's incredible. They carry a wide range of premium tees, hoodies, sweats, caps, and more. And they're designed in-house, folks, made locally in Los Angeles and Orange County. Samantha and Ava and Atlas say, Dad... You're either in a blue suit and white shirt or Sport of Kings. And they're right. That's about it. Don't forget, Sport of Kings is a homegrown brand focused on quality over quantity. And if you go check them out online at S-O-K-F-Y. So basically, Sport of Kings Forever Young, S-O-K-F-Y dot com. And use the promo code PODIUM you'll receive 20% off your entire order. Again, that's SOKFY.com and use the promo code PODIUM at checkout for 20% off. And now back to the show. It's your senior year. You're getting a ton of recognition. This young man here was playing both sides of the ball, 
ranked as one of the top offensive guard prospects in the entire state of Ohio, number four at that time by Rivals.com, ranked top 30 offensive guards in the entire nation and named Ohio Prep Sports Writers Association Division I All-State First Team. You've got a lot of hype. Tell me, what was it about Michigan State and the program here that attracted you to East Lansing, Michigan? I will say this. Michigan State, is, it's been a dream school. It has. And hearing that offer come from Coach D'Antonio, it just felt different. This place just felt right. This felt where I wanted to be, where I should be. It was just that feeling. It just felt right. They were pretty early in my offer list. So going like through the whole recruiting process and all that, I, I knew in the back of my head that I was going to end up a Spartan. So so wait, if I'm listening well, Coach D'Antonio, who to me is a living legend, and not because of football. You yeah. talk about oh, character. Yeah. I mean, oh. you're talking about like That's top I, the first, yeah. time, first time I heard Coach D'Antonio speak live in person was at a Legatus meeting, and I was just mesmerized at the front of the room, and my wife was like poking me like, hey, are you awake? Yeah. And I'm just like so locked oh, in on surreal, him, surreal. just picking up every word he said, you know? Yeah. I can only imagine that was special. You said Coach D, was the offer early in the process, meaning it oh. was one of the first schools to offer you? Yeah, it, I think they were like the, one of the first 10, I believe, okay. in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because my man picked up dozens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So it was one, one of the couple. first 10. <laughs> what specifically, though, about what Coach D did? or maybe even said when presenting the offer, what was one of the things that really made you say, like, this is it. I don't really have to keep waiting. I'll, I'll keep listening, but like, I, I know that this is it. Just the atmosphere they have here. And it meant a lot that, you know, he was the one that called me and gave me the offer. Like the head coach, I mean, that's special in itself. Just had always watched Michigan State growing up. I know they're just, uh, when you think Michigan State, you think O-line, you think, run the ball. And, you know, I, I love that. And then just the family atmosphere they have here is amazing. And, you know, Coach Tucker's done an unbelievable job continuing that, you know, shout out to him. Because a lot of people ask me, why did you choose Michigan State? And I always tell them it's the family atmosphere. They always say, well, the coaches that recruited you aren't the coaches now. But it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You know, he did mm-hmm. an amazing job bringing in guys to continue that tradition mm-hmm. here, which is amazing. I have heard from many people from the outside and within the program that the incredible job Coach D'Antonio did leaving a legacy and a recipe of success clues, if you will, and then Coach Tucker taking the baton, the team continuity was incredible. I mean, guys stayed and said, I I want, yeah, you're the new coach. I'm going to play for you. And oftentimes that's not the case, right? Yeah, oftentimes it's not, but... His first meeting here, I think everyone, everyone's kind of like, you know, we got to feel it out. And then he talked to us and everyone's like, okay, this, this is our this guy. Is the guy. We got something going here. It's going to be special. You I know, love that it. feeling's amazing. So you get here freshman year, Coach D, you know, I'm, I'm close friends with a lot of the guys who've played for Coach D'Antonio. And that's really where my obsession to continue to tell the Spartan story has come from with the podcast and the show. But when you get here freshman year, What's something that happened freshman year you'd say, man, I wasn't expecting that, but I'm glad it happened to me early? All the accolades, you know, you said I had for offensive line. I get here and they, they have me a D tackle. I played defense in high school, but, you know, I personally thought I was an offensive lineman. And, you know, I'm questioning myself. I'm like, man, D tackle? Really? 
And, you know, then I just thought, like, who am I to question this coaching staff? Who am I to question them? They put out the best players in the NFL, you know, consistently. So I'm not going to question them. Whatever I'm doing, they're going to get 100% out of me. And looking back, like, that that was amazing for me because, you know, they switched me back over to O-line. Thankfully, it's my home. But just, like, learning how D-tackles think, and now I'm the one blocking them, learning that whole mindset behind it really helped my offensive line career more than I could even imagine it would. It sounds like that the training as a defensive tackle at this level helped you prepare for what to expect as this standout offensive lineman today. So you get here on campus freshman year. You're excited to play at Michigan State. It's like a dream come true. And who were one or two of the players that really stood out to you that time as leaders on the team and mentors to you? I'll start off with Matt Allen. We talk about the Allens. That's tradition at Michigan State right there. So Matt Allen really helped me a lot when I took the leap from D-tackle to offensive line. He was a person that really helped me, you know, learn the playbook, just teach me the ins and outs because there's stuff the coach teaches you and there's stuff that the players teach you. That's and right. both, both are crucial to your game. So yeah. he was a person that really helped me out a lot. Who was a leader in the locker room on Saturdays? Maybe he was a quiet leader during the week, but when it was game time, this guy had a, a critical role in getting ready to go out on the field on Saturdays. Joe Bocci. <laughs> Joe Bocci, for sure. Heck of a player. He is. Yeah. He is. What was it like to be in the locker room in those years, in the early part of your career? Oh, it's, it was awesome. That was a crazy defense. I mean, you had you had Raekwon, Mike, Kenny, Kuba, oh, Bocci, all those guys. That defense was amazing. They were good people, you know, as, as great of players they are, they're better people, which, you know, is a testament to the coaching staff. Practices. What is the drill that you dislike the most? Ooh, I'll go back to the defensive days, pursuit drill. <laughs> man, man, that's a tough one. You see pursuit drill on the practice script and you're like, man. Ooh, that's just straight run. That's just conditioning drill right there. It's not even ball. It's just conditioning. Yeah, so so for our <laughs> listeners who know very little about football, explain the pursuit drill. So you line up in your position, you take a couple steps off the ball, and then they'll point and you just you run. You run. They have two gunners on each side. Whatever way they point, they just take off running and everyone's got to touch the gunner. Everyone's got to sprint to them. I mean, you're talking for D linemen, we're not the fastest guys in the world. <laughs> so we're talking 40, 50 yards downfield. You tag off, buzz your feet, they blow the whistle, sprint back and do it again. And wow. Yeah, it's tough. That was a tough one. Uh, offensive line, what's your favorite drill today? Uh, inside run. That's just a man's drill right there. Defense knows we're running it. There's no blitzing, no stunting. It's just, can we man out, you know, four to five yards when it matters? So that's that's my favorite drill. You see that in the practice script, you know it's going down. It's That's like winner-loser day right there. We got a winner and a loser. You got to win. So fast-forwarding to today, you're coming back for a fifth year. I bet people were pleased. Yeah, it was, you know, it's great to be here. Coach Cap was happy. I decided to come back. It was awesome, you know. And you're using this as a year to continue to give back at Michigan State and have mm-hmm. an impact and influence yeah. in a top contending program again for and sure. take one more year to prepare for the next level up. What's something that you're really looking forward to this coming season? Just getting going, man. I want to play some games. We got a lot to prove this year. We got a chip on our shoulder, and I just I can't wait to start playing games. That's what it's all about. That's why you do all this training. It's a 12-month job. We get to do it. 
pressure is a privilege and you know we we want to have an excellent season pressure is a privilege when's the first time that you recall hearing that and what do you mean by that i heard that last off season we have a lot of speakers a lot of great people come and talk to us and that was a highlighted point it's a privilege to be in this position it's a privilege to be able to go out and compete on television every saturday that's a privilege People look at pressure as a bad thing. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. To be where I'm at, to be where we're at, it's a blessing to be here. Mm-hmm. So having that pressure, that's a privilege, man. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I love it. This season happens. Winning season, ranked, bowl game, win the bowl game. We're fast forwarding oh, yeah. all positive outcomes, right? Let's, oh, yeah. You know, we're, vi- we're vision casting. Right <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's right. We're talking it all into existence. What are your thoughts on that next level? I've heard you talk about the NFL. What are your thoughts on that next level after this year? That's the goal. That's what you train for. That's okay. I mean, that's always been the goal. Playing the NFL, make a living out of this. That's always been the goal. That's something I'm working for. You go in our team meeting rooms, you ask our whole team who wants to play in the NFL. Everyone's throwing up a hand. That's just the dream. That's the goal. And that's that's why you do all this stuff. That's what I'm gonna be going for after this season. I'm thankful to be in a position to be doing that. What's the end goal right there? That's awesome. When you think about playing at that next level, is your dad wanting you to go play? Oh, yeah, for sure. What are those conversations like? He does a good job with it. He keeps all that to me. He's not blabbing his mouth to everyone, which I respect. My mom's a bartender, a little different story. She's talking. (laughs) She's talking. So I love it, though. It's awesome. they, They do an excellent job supporting me. That's wonderful. What's something that you're really going to work on this coming season to get ready for the draft next year? Just playing faster. When you watch NFL film and college film, I'd say the biggest difference is just how fast those guys are playing. So that's something I'm really working on this offseason and just training and practice. It's just working on playing faster and taking my game to the next level that way. Who are some of the guys that are leaving and graduating from the program this year in offensive line that you've looked up to and you'd say, hey, these guys had an impact on my play. By going up against them every day in practice, they had an impact on how I'm playing today. Yeah, Matt Carrick graduated this this past yeah. season. That's one of my guys right there. He's back up here now training, so still hang out with him, still running around with him. He's a great guy. He helped me out a lot too. Last year was his sixth year, so he's been here. Yes. The whole time I was here, he's really helped me out Helped me out a lot, too, from Ohio as well. Let's talk about beyond the game of football, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about the game of life. So let's say you have a, a great 10, 12-year career in the NFL. You retire at a young age. You're still a very young man in your early 30s. What's next after the game of football for you? Yeah, have you thought about that? You know, possibly going into like the real estate world. Something I've always wanted to do is go back and coach high school. I want to coach high school ball. I think that would be awesome. And that's just because, you know, I see the impact that Coach Serino had on me. I would love to have that impact on high school football players. I think that's just awesome what he's done. Recreationally, you get an unexpected day off from football and everything else in life. What's your go-to when you have just some alone time and you need to recharge? I'll probably go to IM, play some basketball. You can catch me there. Love love competition. Just love competing, man. I love basketball. It's fun. That's the one time, you know, offensive line, we get the ball in our hands, eyes on us, you know. So it's 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 a little switch up, you know. You gotta gotta love that. I'm not down in the paint when I play basketball. I'm shooting, I'm driving, I'm playing like a skilled player, man. That's it's fun. What's the one thing you're gonna miss the most about campus? 
just being with all the guys. This is a brotherhood. It's a family. This is the best. You walk in here at 6 a.m., you're a little tired. You see everyone. It just brightens your day. It wakes you up. It's awesome. That's great. Who's the quiet performer on the team that you're really excited to watch ball out this next season? Nate Carter, incoming running back. He's just an amazing person right there. Hasn't been talking too much. No, he talks when it's needed, but I can't wait to watch him play. That's great. We're all excited about that. Last thoughts, J.D., What's something that you would say, hey, as you go into your senior year, you're you're really, really obsessed about getting to the next level. What's something that teams and organizations and coaching staffs should know about J.D. Duplain? I'm a by any means type of guy. I'm going to get the job done. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to get the job done. And that's who people think I am. That's who I want to be, who I strive to be. That's how I look at things. By any means, I'm going to get the job done. I love that. It's an incredible message about commitment, perseverance, and doing the hard work. Last question. I noticed you're wearing a cross. Any thoughts on that that you want to share? I've just recently got back into going to church. I'll shout out Caleb Cooley for that. He's helped me. I've been going to his church recently. I want to learn more about it. You know, it's awesome. I love that. Hey, super, super humble to be able to be with you for a half hour today. You know, shout out to my man, Darian Harris. He does an incredible job on behalf of the program. What a great partner for Coach Tucker in Michigan State football. Shout out to D. Harris for putting us together today. We're putting a ton of positive energy and prayers behind your final season here at Michigan State. And we're really excited to see what the final outcome is going to be for the season. But I love what Coach Serino said, E plus R equals O. Oh, yeah. Event plus response equals outcome. Yep. And I know there's going to be a lot of things to celebrate this coming season, oh. man. That's it. Hi. Thanks for being with us. My, thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. Thank you. Folks, thanks so much for listening. And thanks to my guest, J.D. Duplain. Connect with J.D. on Twitter at J.D. underscore Duplain. That's D-U-P-L-A-I-N. Or Instagram at J.D. Duplain 2 If you like what you heard today, please be sure to follow us, rate and review the podcast at the podium on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at podium underscore podcast. Post about the show on social and tag us, and we'll repost and share with our gratitude. Also, consider telling a friend about the show. Friend of friend is still the best way to get the word out. It's how I met my wife, and it's how I got my job as CEO of Mass Mutual Great Lakes. See you next time.